Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers, when you sign up using promo code DNVR, you can make any $5 bet on the NBA playoffs. And when you win, you'll get $150 in bonus bets instantly with code DNVR and only with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. I am your host, Patrick Lyons, and joining me as he does just about every single calendar month, it's Kevin Henry of Fansided, Call to the Pen, and even Rockies Magazine. Absolutely. I'm doing a little bit of all. Is, is this my April visit? Is that what this is? This is your is your April checkup. I, I'm enjoying this. Yes, this is your good. April checkup. We'll check in on you. Checkups are important. Checkups are important. Let's, That's let's it. Let's not forget Especially that. For, for teeth? Is for, teeth important? You know, the dental checkup is always important. Let's never forget mm, that. We have to talk about that off air, perhaps. At some point, yes. Uh, you were in St. Louis for opening day. Yes. Only fitting you're here for the Cardinals' visit to town to play the Rockies. We'll preview the series and... The return of Nolan Arenado. Maybe take a look around Major League Baseball. Who's doing well other than the Tampa Bay Rays? They are unbelievable. Fire. Yeah. Unbelievable play. But let's, of course, start off with the hometown nine. Early takeaways from this team. I mean, they're four and six, so they're close to 500 ball. Forget the fact that you know they lost four straight in Southern California. Kind of put to the side that they 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 won the first two. Put aside the fact that it, they only split with a, you know, not very good Washington yep. Nationals club that's probably destined for another 100 loss season. But they're right around 500. Other than Kyle Freeland, there's not too many guys that you would jump out and say this guy has really started off his year out in a major way. A lot of good good starts. A lot of good, but starts. not a like not a hu- lot of huge starts. No, you know, I, I think you could point to a Pierce Johnson. I think you could point to a Justin Lawrence and mm-hmm. say these guys uh, have gotten off strong. And you know, last time I was here, I think we talked about the potential strength of the bullpen. Oh yeah, and and a couple of those guys are showing already. You know, uh, Suter got nicked the other day for the first time, uh, but but there are there are definitely some bright points in there, but. On the offensive side, if you flip over to that, I'm not sure that you can point to as many positives as you can even in pitching, which is a weird thing to say in Colorado. Yeah, C.J. Krohn had the Player of the Week award, then immediately went 0 for 18. You know, he has missed the last two games. Will be uh, be interesting to see if he's in the lineup on Monday. Uh, just with just having flu-like symptoms, so back seems to be fine. We talked to him over the weekend. You know, he's feeling great. He's 100% at least in that department. So we'll see if the the flu has cleared up. Charlie Blackman uh, has been pretty solid. And Chris Bryant. Now, yeah. he is hitting 300 on the nose, 378 on, on base percentage. He's taking his walks when he's there. Uh, but his slugging percentage is 375. So his slugging percentage is actually lower than his on base percentage. 
that's probably the concern at this point. It's still very early on, but it, it doesn't seem like he's really making an impact on the ball here in the early going. No, I think if you look at the guys who have, when something leaves their bat, you go, oh, that was hit well. I don't think we've really heard that from Chris yet. I mean, Grant's very small sample size so far, but he hasn't had those extra velocities like Mac and some of the other guys have. Yeah, catching up with him over the weekend and you know an article that, that went up on Saturday about the fact that I, I've been saying it on the show, his swing, it just seems like uh, he it, it fits Coors Field from the aspect of winning a batting title, you know, and, yeah. and he essentially said that much in the article that at, at Wrigley, you know, the the corners uh, or the gaps are just so much smaller. So now uh, those those are falling in for base hits at, at Coors Field. So that's been something you can kind of see that in some of his numbers on on baseball savant because uh, the exit velocity is down. He's in the fourth percentile right now. He's not hitting the ball hard. Uh, but he's also uh, not striking out, 70th percentile. So he's maybe using that to his advantage and saying, hey, I'm going to put the ball in play more than I'm going to actually try to make you know, a, a serious impact on the ball. His max exit velocity is okay because he's a big, strong guy. Yeah. But overall, his average uh, of exit velocity, he's just not hitting the ball consistently hard each and every time. And so we're kind of seeing that only 5% hard hit percentage. But we're also seeing whenever he first signed with the Rockies, there was this, all this talk about, Oh, the, the spacious outfield and all the places yeah. it could drop in and all the doubles and everything else. We haven't seen the doubles yet. We're seeing where things can drop in with him. So I'm sure that's to come, but I think if we can really get a full season of a healthy Chris Bryant to then see, okay, what can he really do for the Rockies? I think that's going to be important as this contract moves forward. It's true. Yeah. It, it's almost not maybe lowering expectations, but you say, eh, if you lose some of that Homer, at least just have a good season under your belt and we'll kind of go forward from there. And then maybe we can hope on that MVP type season. He is getting older, but still yeah. just having a solid season under his belt, no matter what it looks like is a positive. And there are a lot of people who are fascinated with the whole Chris Bryant hasn't had a home run at Coors Field yet. Yeah. It, it is amazing. All the people that will bring that up. <laughs> So at some point that dam's going to break and then will it be a one and done or is it going to be, okay, here comes a string of them. You have to see if maybe on DraftKings Sportsbook you can, you can pick someone to hit a home run before Chris Bryant <laughs> and you go, all right, Daza doesn't have one yet. We, yeah. we touched on this on, on Sunday show, but even still you go, all right, will Crone hit three before Bryant hits one at home, right? Like yeah. how, how much do you want to double triple down on something like that? Charlie Blackman. I mean, he's looked really solid 324 batting average. 390 on base, 459. He's probably been the most consistent. And you go, oh, there's no shift. Yeah, right. Yeah, that base, that base hit that uh, between the first baseman and second baseman, that was a base hit for 100 years, 125 years, is finally back to being a base hit. And, and Charlie's taking advantage of that. And I think that's that's been benefiting him and benefiting the team, batting second or third in the lineup. Yeah, and I love that he's you know he's had some leadoff spots as it's well, true. which I think is really an interesting thing. We talk about the aging of Chuck, you know, and, and if, mm -hmm. you know, is this his last year, everything else, but he's back in that lineup. He's it's top of the lineup. He's hitting well. It's not the, you know, the home run threat every time, like it was back in the day, but he's still, he's performing well. And we talk about some offensive guys that maybe were doing well. Yeah. Chuck's probably at the top of that list. Honestly, yeah, he's, he's definitely there. El here's Montero. He, he's had a couple games, yep. had a three hit effort there. I want to say uh, on, on opening night. So uh, he, he's been really solid. You also got uh, Ezekiel Tovar, who is on the, on the downside. He's struggling. 188 batting average. Has not drawn a walk, walk yet. 250 slugging percentage. Does have two doubles, I believe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no walks. And maybe the more concerning part, and it's, maybe it's less concerning. It's just coupled with the difficulties at the plate. His defense has just been 
average so yeah. far, I would say. It, it so has far. been. And, and, you know, you and I were there the other night when the Rockies infield did not look good. Ooh. I mean, it, it was very shaky all yeah. the way around. And I think that, that Bud Black is a manager that if the defense is okay and the pitching is okay and they mm-hmm. still lose, well, that's baseball. But I think you start throwing in some of those, uh, the shakiness. Now, granted, they'll give Tovar Montero, I think, a big leash. But absolutely, he do, he wants to see clean baseball. We talked about this on our on our drive-in together. As rough as some of the numbers may look for Montero defensively, yeah. offensively, he's been fine. He's going to strike out a bunch. Okay. And then Tovar, oh, man, he's struggling a little bit. Switch over to Trejo? Absolutely not. No. It's it, it, there's going to be those growing pains. There's going to be those things. These games don't, you know, again, we kind of expect even the owner before uh, a lot of guys got hurt only expected this to be a 500 team at best. Yeah. No one's given up on the season yet. That being said, your best team is a good Ezekiel Tovar. You haven't gotten that yet. You know, a good Alan Trejo doesn't move the needle as much as Ezekiel Tovar. So you have to deal with those growing pains and he's going to, struggle he's going to have a 188 batting average 10 games into the season and when that happens you know what you do you pencil his name into the lineup again another day and that's really all that that can happen with Montero and Tova right now and I think if you ask Rockies fans if you know you're not going to the postseason which you know there's a very slim chance sure. minute but if if they're not going to the postseason wouldn't you rather see what these guys can do and give them the freedom to not think that they're going to get pulled with a Trey Hill coming in or whatever it might be and, and I think the vast majority of the Rockies fans would say, yeah, let's, let's give them a year. Let's, see, let's get them their feet under them, play the kids, all the stuff that we've heard, and really see what happens. Yeah. Cal Freeland on the pitching side, fantastic. Zero ERA. Uh, I believe you can't have any lower ERA than that. I believe Maybe. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. So he's, he's tops in baseball. Two wins also. Let's not forget about that. Yeah. So he's on top of the leaderboard for that. That's nice. Good for him. Absolutely. You know, and, and if you look at that leaderboard, you see him and Marcus Stroman all the way up there. Mm-hmm. Stroman has come out and talked about how the WBC really got him in focus for the start of the season. And I, I don't think it's it's any surprise that he and Freeland are up there after the WBC experience. That's, that's interesting how that's helped them in a positive. Other yeah. guys, Adam Wainwright, Daniel Bard, not so much. We'll talk about Bard in a second. Jose Urania did improve his 15-plus ERA down to, to 14.40. His expected fielding independent uh, pitching is is at 10. So he's had a little bit of bad luck. It's still not great. Yeah. Uh, what's interesting is Kyle Freeland, his expected FIP, uh, fielding independent pitching, which basically takes out defense. Uh, there's, there's an equation where if you just look at the three things a pitcher can control, which are the three true outcomes, walk, strikeout, and home runs. Those are, those are the only things you really can control. And even home runs, not exactly, but... That's where expected FIP comes in. If you just look at the three things a pitcher can control, it's very similar, this equation. If you plug those numbers in, it's very similar to what the actual earned run average is. And you can use a statistic like FIP or XFIP to get a feeling if a guy's been a little bit lucky or a little bit unlucky. Urania, a little bit unlucky, still not good. Still a 10 ERA. Whereas Freeland, 316 FIP, expected FIP, 557. So he's had a little bit of good luck, but... That's going to happen. He's, he's had plenty of bad luck in his career. Absolutely. It's about damn time he had some good luck for yeah. him. You know, and, and Urania with his Wednesday start, uh, you know, I, I'm matching up uh, with uh, Flaherty, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah that, <laughs> there's going to be complete chaos in that game. I'm just telling you, if, if there's a game that's going to push the the time, uh, the average time of game up, I think it's going to be that one because you're going to see a lot of pitching change. There. Three hour a game? I oh, think, my oh, God. Oh, the worst, right? What is this, 2022? <laughs> Come on. Let's, let's not go backwards. <laughs> 
uh, on that. You also mentioned Pierce Johnson as as one of the best players so far. Two two five ERA, only one earned run, three saves, strikeouts per nine, highest on the team, fifteen point seven five. So nearly nearly sixteen guys. Uh, if you were to go a nine inning game there, so he's uh, he's doing fantastic. He's getting less ground balls than Justin Lawrence, who's also been fantastic, uh, and he has been walking more than Justin Lawrence. So both those guys are kind of neck and neck overall. And uh, and Johnson, I don't know if I would have if you'd have told me at the beginning of the season who's going to be the guy that gets the save with Bart out. Right. I don't know if I would have gone with Johnson. I, I think it would have been Lamette if if you would have asked me. I think that would have been the guy because he was kind of setting up games late last year, and I thought. All right, Johnson might be more of the seventh yeah. inning guy, but I would have had Lamette. Johnson has been fantastic. Absolutely, yes, and and I think if Buddy had a perfect plan B for filling in for Bart, it would it would be what Pierce has done. So you know, certainly no complaints right now. I will be curious the nights that Pierce isn't available and it becomes mm. a safe situation. I think Lamette could slide into that for sure. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he did not have a good outing on on Sunday, and he uh, he needs to get get that out of his system. Agreed. Those those kind of you know crummy crummy. Uh, appearances that he's made. Uh, now, uh, we talked about Team USA and some of the benefits that some guys have had. Uh, a player who had the disadvantage, in a sense, of playing for Team USA and has struggled uh, is Daniel Bard. He was supposed to have a bullpen session yesterday yep. uh, to kind of work on some things. With uh, He's on the aisle right now with some anxiety issues, and he's kind of talked about it a little bit with uh, with some of us in the clubhouse and some of the things that uh, you know he's working on. But he has said that he didn't feel ready, like he was just a little bit off when he reported. Buddy even mentioned it mm-hmm. uh, on Friday that, you know, Bard, when he went out to Team USA, he wasn't quite in the spot exactly where he wanted to be. Does that mean mentally? I think probably so. I haven't heard from him directly, no. but I think that's that's probably part of it. You saw how erratic he was in the World Baseball Classic. And I, I can't remember exactly what he was like before he left for the World Baseball Classic, but I remember it, it was like a eh kind of appearance, but it was one game, so you just right. chalk it up to who cares what the result was. Not a big deal. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and I think if you, if you look back at spring training, it'll be interesting to see you know, when, when Daniel's ready to talk again, mm-hmm. which obviously you know, they want to give him the space as well they should. But, you know, how much did he know in spring training? You know, there right. was a game that I was down for in early March that he walked a couple of guys. Mm. You know, not saying that there was anything there, but possibly. You know, and, and at that point, there was there was an issue with his thumb that Bud was very quick to talk about after the game whenever I asked about the wildness. You know, and we all just chalked it up to, okay, great. Sure. You know, and, and you're still working on stuff in spring training and everything else. But I, I think... Like you said, there was that comment the other day, and it was very quick from Buddy about that that he wasn't ready to pitch in the WBC, and and so I'd love to follow up a little bit more on that and see exactly when they kind of knew that that something was awry. Randall Gritchick also looking to uh, to make a deter- uh, return. No timetable yet for him uh, with his hernia surgery that he has, but uh, he'll be he'll be kind of a, a welcomed upgrade. I don't I don't know who gets sent down. Then, then what? Yeah, that's my thought. Then what? Right? Yeah. It gets a little strange. Alan Trejo might just be the odd man out uh, unless someone's on the IL at that point. I don't know. Yeah, and you know, you and I have both seen that what Buddy's been doing with Trejo is if he doesn't start, he comes in as that defensive replacement right. for Montero third. So it's been a little bit of a, a comfort blanket, uh, you know, yeah. knowing that Trejo can come in in those situations. Would he lose that comfort blanket for a Gritchick coming in, or will there be something, uh, another roster move to, t- to swap it out? Sure, yeah, that, that will be very interesting to see what happens when he comes back. Maybe maybe they don't bring him back until they've got a move. It to could make. be, too. 
you know, and, and, and we, and we haven't heard a firm timeline on that, you know, yeah. so, so what will rehab take, you know, what will they see in him? You know, all these different things. It'll be curious. Yeah, he could be, he could be ready before the Rockies are ready for him. It's possible. It and, is. Uh, that, that will be interesting. Sometimes players in front office and managers don't always agree. Well, we'll have to talk about that. That's going on in Cardinals camp right now, but we're here at the DNVR bar. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about becoming a diehard and getting 15% off your food and drink while you're here at the bar enjoying you know ufc 287 which was fantastic on saturday the masters was going on the rockies game there was a lot happening on saturday night there's a lot happening every night here at the dnvr bar a place where you can get 20 percent off all the gear that we've got at dnvr locker you can get it when you're actually here in person as well 20 percent off all the tailgates and the takeovers we got one april 29th against the diamondbacks yes people are actually excited for a diamondbacks rockies game Believe it or not. Oh, I believe that. It's not even just us bringing the juice where you get a free shirt. We got our new uh, It's Always Sunny at 20th and Blake t-shirt nice. that's out there. You're also going to get a $15 you know, voucher with your ticket so you can get some food or some beer, whatever it is, and, and just have a great time. Uh, but the Diamondbacks and Rockies in and of itself is going to be really nice. So make sure you head over to dnvrlocker.com, especially if you're a diehard. You get 20% off on that. You got to make sure you're using promo code DNVR when you're on DraftKings Sportsbook since it's that NBA playoff time. We might not know who the Nuggets are playing, but the playoffs are about to go down. They'll they'll get their opponent here very soon. Big hoops action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Get in on the excitement every game with the touch of a button. New customers can make a $5 pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Everyone can score at the no sweat same game parlays every day during the NBA playoffs. It's open to draft. Just open the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt in, and place the same game parlay on any NBA game. Here's why it's great: if it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to ten dollars. Fantastic! New customers again make that five dollar pregame money line bet and score hundred fifty dollars in bonus bets instantly if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook and only. With code DNVR. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY at 467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Alyssa, go ahead and clip that. No one will beat that read for all of the disclaimers <laughs> that well on done. that. Telling you. And no one's going to beat my DraftKings Sportsbook Pick of the Week because tonight, of all nights, mark it down, April 10th, we are going to have ourselves in the Rockies Cardinals game a nerfy. A nerfy. Are you familiar with a nerfy? Tell me more. A nerfy is no runs in the first inning. Oh, the nerfy. Nerfy. N R F I. We're going to have a nerfy with Herman Marquez on the hill against Steven Matz. I've been thinking that sometimes in big games, I feel like Marquez maybe is trying to do too much or he's aware of the situation and he wants to strike a guy out on two pitches, which he can do now. Yeah. Now he actually can do sure. that with the automatic strike. But I sort of wonder if the balance of, hey, I'm 10 strikeouts away from tying Jorge De La Rosa, 11 from breaking it, which he could do on any given night, rack up 11 Ks, and the return of Nolan Arenado, maybe those two things cancel each other out, and he ends up actually being okay 
That's why my DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week is a nerfy. No runs in the first inning between the Cardinals and Rockies. Do you, do you think that'll be that case where they, they maybe cancel each other out in it, a sense? It's very possible. You know, it could just be uh, that we sail through the first inning and, and everybody's unblemished, which will keep the people outside uh, from getting in for yet another inning because it's going to be so fast. It's true. Yep. You got to get in early. And you have to. Game time One tickets. More. That's it. Uh, Tampa Bay Rays are 9-0 and right now. They have a plus 57 run differential. Every game they've won has been by four runs or more. It's the, uh, the last time a team has bested uh, a plus 57 run differential was the 1884 New York Gotham's the Gotham's and the record is the 1884 St. Louis Maroons. I've never heard of the St. Louis Maroons really? heard of the Gotham's, yeah. but not the Maroons like okay. 1880s, 1884 is what we're talking about. They didn't wear mitts back then. No, I think there may have been five balls was a walk. <laughs> like it, it was a, it was a different sport. It was a different sport. What the Rays are doing is amazing. I think they've hit more home runs than they've given up. No, than their starting pitchers have even given up. Like, it's 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 bonkers. Uh, Wander Franco, all of 22 years old. By the end of the year, he will be a household name. Oh yeah, I agree with that. Wander Franco is, yep. is is amazing. Milwaukee has been really solid too. Three game sweep of the Mets last week. Took two out of three from the Cardinals. They're seven and two on the season. Their offense has been clicking. Everyone except Christian Yelich. What is he done or what? It, it kind of feels that way, which is really weird. But, uh, yeah, you talk about somebody the light switch got turned off like Cody Bellinger. Same exact thing. Sure. It's the NL MVP curse is what it, it is. It's the NL Central curse. If you get a big contract from an NL Central team like Jason Hayward. Mm. But mm. then Jason Hayward goes to the LA Dodgers, and now he's <laughs> fine again. So I think that's what it could be. I think the Dodgers could swing a trade for Yelich. You know, and, and it's unfortunate because that's one of the reasons why I think the Brewers made so many moves this offseason, the last couple, to free themselves up of, of some money. And why they're, they're arguing over virtual pennies when it comes to Corbin Burns and arbitration is because they got to pay Christian Yelich a lot of money. And he's, you know, he's looking a little bit more like Pete Davidson than he is Christian Yelich. Just saying. That's well played right there. I think Absolutely. so. Stolen bases around the league, we know, are on the rise. The first week of baseball, 20, last year, 2022 versus 2023, there were 61 stolen bases last year, 68% stolen base uh, success rate. This year, 124. So twice as many overall stolen bases, 81% success rate. So they're running more and they're having a lot more success. And so the stolen base per game is, has nearly doubled that we've seen. Not for the Rockies quite as no. much. I think they're at two, right? Right. Or I think they're only at two right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, It's been very quiet. But it's also been something that if you talk to Elias Diaz, you talk to mm -hmm. uh, uh, Wilson Contreras, some of the catchers around, they know that the pressure is even on them more now. But I think they're also, I mean, the ones that I've talked to a little bit, they're taking it in stride, just going, this is part of the new game. Yeah. And, and there's not as much pressure to throw a runner out, as weird as that sounds. Mm. It's just part of the game now that you're almost knowing four out of five are going to get that base. Sure. Yeah, that's. A, I think that's a really good point. I was a little bit surprised that the last time there was 1.36 stolen bases per game was 2000. So it, it was not that long ago. Oh, interesting. I would have thought, like, oh, wow, we've doubled the stolen base rate. That's just how far we've gone. Yeah. In, in, a, in 2000, I think... Uh, that was in and around the time that Oakland was was utilizing Moneyball. I think Moneyball actually came out in 2003. I think this is actually the 20th anniversary of Moneyball. So that was the start of, hey, if you can't steal 75% of the time, it's probably not worth it. 
And if you're even close, don't even bother because you're going to get hurt. That's what so many of the Rockies said last year yeah. in talking with them because their stolen base numbers were down so much. I, I think, wasn't it Ryan McMahon? He led the team yeah. in stolen bases. Like it's it, it was wild. And most of them are just in the second half. I think he just decided, I'm not getting the green light. No one is. I'm just going to start going. So this that was already an issue, but so many players just said, yeah, there's a real injury component. It's not even just sprinting at altitude. It's sliding into the bag. The bases are bigger, so that will help. It will. And it has but it just hasn't impacted the Rockies just yet. No, and and you know if you watch games, you see more and more guys wearing the mitt. You know they're wearing that yeah. protect. They're wearing that protective thing. You know, and, and whenever Jazz Chisholm slid in the other day, and luckily just got the stinger. You know, it wasn't mm. anything more than that. But still, it shows that the things can happen. You know, on the bases, it's not a you know it's not a for sure. But I have noticed so many more guys now are wearing that protective mitt for the slide. Sure. Yeah. At one point last week, there were eight teams that combined for 64 steals. So these are the teams that are stealing bags. Orioles, Guardians, Yankees, Astros, Mariners, and in the NL, Diamondbacks, Pirates, Mets. Those eight teams stole 64 bases. The other 22 teams in MLB, 60. Hmm. So a lot of heavy lifting by those eight teams that have kind of gone out there. They might, they've got the profile a little bit. They've got some quicker players, but even still, I find that to be... To be quite interesting. So during that DNVR excursion to Coors Field, it could be a lot of stolen bases. That way I hear you saying. It could be. Corbin Carroll, how many times at least Corbin, to second and Carroll. then third? Yeah. He was due to break out. Our guy Jesse Friedman from PHNX Diamondbacks pointed out, looking at his baseball savant page, like, no, he's putting a charge into the ball. He was in a lot of reds. He was well above average. Just the results weren't coming. Yeah. So that's uh, that's part of the game when you play 162 games. Some you're, you're not you're not going to be lucky all of the time, but you're going to be lucky if you go to AmericanRaptors.com because that is the rugby team here in Denver that is combining the athletes, the greatest athletes in our nation. We're talking baseball players, football players, uh, wrestlers, Greco-Roman wrestlers, basketball, you name it. They're learning the sport. You can actually learn alongside them. Head over to AmericanRaptors.com. Grab some of those tickets. You can stream all of their games. If you need to learn a little bit more about the sport and polish up on some things, you can go to DNVR uh, Rugby Podcast, hosted by our very own Colton Strickler. Dare I say, it's rugging awesome. Oh. Yes. I don't know if anyone says that. I'm the only one. I think. Well, you just that. did. So you know, I just I, did on the yeah. first one. Uh, no, I, I make Susie say it too. I put it in the ad read. <laughs> I can't remember. I'll never forget the first day she paused and then she said it. It was like, why is that in there? And I go, yes. <laughs> well done. If I write it, she'll read it. <laughs> Rugging awesome at AmericanRaptors.com. You know, it's all, you know, it's also awesome. The fact Kev, that if you're swinging late on your fastball, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. and you're failing to make hard contact. Yeah. There is a source oh, for thank, you to tap into. Thank goodness. It is. Um, PEDs that, you know, MLB, Wait, we don't have to. We don't have to take those kind of tests. No, do we? thank goodness. No, we don't. Um, fear not, because seriously, the ultimate manager of the year is Roman. Roman is the digital health clinic for men, addressing a variety of those sensual health needs and offering genuine medication that helps you achieve and maintain. Anyone can just achieve. You got to. It's about the maintaining. It right? is. It's like it's it's baseball season. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Or it's like today's podcast and having momentum for tomorrow. Oh, oh, it could be. Are oh. you saying this podcast is like Roman? Wait, <laughs> I, I'm just throwing that out there. I think that's a good there. thing. <laughs> there you go. This podcast doesn't need Roman, <laughs> but that being said, Roman offers a personal health experience on their website. It's convenient. Go to ro.co slash dnvr. 
That's where you're going to go to get 20% off your entire first order, ro.co slash dnvr. You're going to complete the questionnaire, get diagnosed by licensed physicians, receive free delivery that has some discreet packaging, ongoing care, and so much more than that. So it's going to have everything you could possibly want and more to achieve, maintain, make that hard contact, you name it. To learn more about how you can achieve your personal sexual health goals, go to ro.co slash dnvr, and you're going to get 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash dnvr. It's fantastic. That's the spot. Uh, Legal Pete's is the spot right down the road from us where we're at. I mean, they, they've got them in Fort Collins. I'm not sure if they're all the way down in Colorado Springs yet. If not, hey, I'm sure there's some franchising opportunities out there. This is supposed to be more about just eating at Illegal Pete's, but I've turned it into one where you can actually now buy your own Illegal Pete's. Why not? You can, uh, you can do that as well. It's burritos, it's beers, buddies. It's amazing. Great ingredients, customizable to any order. It's graduation season, so you're going to probably have to cater for some family coming over, whatever it is. Make sure you take care of those graduates. Go over to IllegalPete's.com, and they're going to take care of you there. Catering.IllegalPete's.com. Don't make yourself pull another all-nighter, cooking, whipping up things. You should be able to enjoy this graduation. So book your graduation catering ahead of time and congratulate those graduates because they did it, and now you can do it. With the help of Illegal Pete's, burritos, nachos, it's bur- it's burritos, beers, and buddies. The killer bees. The killer bees. In a bees. good way, yes. And maybe Bud Black. Oh, if Bud Black were to go to Illegal Pete's. Right, look, all orders over $1 billion at Illegal Pete's, Bud Black will show up at your doorstep. Wow. You know what? Allegedly. Allegedly. I, I mean, I made it a billion, but I'm going to throw it allegedly just in case. <laughs> I don't want to be saying things, uh, speaking too out of school. I'm not speaking out of school because they're the rumors that Nolan Arenado will be back in Denver tonight are real. They are. They are. He's he's in the he's in the city right now. He got in last night. Yep. And that's how that's how that travel works. How how do Rockies fans feel? I feel like I got my finger on the pulse with them, but it, it changes. We've had a little bit of break. There's spring training. Sure, he was in the World Baseball Classic, but now he's back for his third time. It's only been two years, but this is his third time. First one. Got the standing ovations uh, all throughout uh, that entire series, right? Because each game it was, hey, this is my first game back at the ballpark since he's been dealt. I want to show him what he's meant to me. Yep. Year two, last year in 2022, no one really seemed to to care quite as much. And now this year, does it does it continue to get less and less? Might we even hear a smattering of, of boos? Are they just going to be to like a section of like four people, a row? I don't know. How, how do Rockies fans feel? About Nolan. I, I think they feel like it's been three years. We, we've already paid our respects. We've already cheered him on. I, I don't know if there's going to be booze. I think that there will be a, a warm reception, but it's certainly not going to be the standing O unless you're talking about the Cardinals fans that will be invading for this game. I mean, we know that's coming. Uh, but certainly I think that uh, those dressed in purple will still give – I think they'll still give Nolan a, a good round of applause, at least at first at bat. Mm. Now, after that, you know, but uh, I think – at least to start, there may be a hat tip coming. We'll see. Yeah, that that will be so interesting to see what the response is uh, from the fans. Just how, how everything, you know, obviously went down, and it's still obviously just so sore. Was there? I can't remember now. Was there? They have a video package that first year. I don't think they did. I don't think they did either. Actually, I mean, no. I mean that that does make no. sense, but you know, the the catcher could step out again tonight. You know, uh, I think that's actually what happened last yeah. year. Yeah. It might have been Diaz kind of, you took two steps and you realized, oh, you no, you're, we're not doing <laughs> this right, again, well, Forrest. Right, we'll all right, I'll, I'll go back. So 
Uh, I was thinking, you know, did, you know, because the, the, the kind of uh, thing that's been more lingering with his career is he hasn't been able to do it in big moments, right? Yeah. He was the king of clutch for a little while here, but it just seemed like in the postseason and a little bit with, with St. Louis too, he just wasn't maybe performing, maybe pressing too much. With the World Baseball Classic, it seemed like, you know, maybe he got half the way there, you know, uh, was one of the leaders in the team in batting average, basically second only to Trey Turner, 385, had five RBI, 577 slugging percentage on a, on a pretty big stage, playing great defense as normal, as as now one of the leaders, right? Yeah. 2017, he was there as a as a young guy. Now he's he's more of a veteran player with uh, Paul Goldschmidt. Do you think that has maybe helped his his image, or it really won't count until it's October? No, I, I think you look back at what the Cardinals did last year, getting swept out by the Phillies. I, I was there for wow. it. It was brutal in St. Louis because obviously they underperformed. Mm. You know, and, and Phillies went on to, to the World Series, as we know. But still, the shock and the anger that there was for, for the Cardinals at that moment and how they underperformed. You know, I remember we, we went to the clubhouse afterwards and Pujols and Molina are still saying goodbye to everybody. That You know, that last game was a really weird scene. Mm. But it was also something I remember uh, one of the reporters asking Nolan, now does this change him in the clubhouse? Because all of a sudden he becomes one of those veteran leaders with Pujols and Yachty gone. And so I think this year you're kind of seeing, you know, he's hit that 300 home run plateau. You know, there's little things that you're seeing where Nolan's hitting these milestones that veteran players hit. And so I think that uh, whenever we see him tonight, it's it's not going to be the Nolan that Rockies fans loved on for years. It's going to be a guy who's really matured and he's taken on that leadership role in a big way in the Cardinals clubhouse. It kind of took him a while to get to to three hundred. I wonder yeah. if again that's another one of those things. Was he pressing like ah, I I don't have to deal with this maybe in Colorado or maybe he, maybe that would have been nice for him. I think maybe in a way it probably would have been really nice for him. And would everybody gone yay had it been a course? You know, had he stuck? You know, would the course stigma have been there? You know, all these I, I would say things. yeah. I would think people would be would have responded I hope so. really well. Honestly, and they'd be like, oh, this is cool. We are a part of history. Yeah. And it's not just that we happen to be there when a visiting player hit three hundred. It was a guy who was who's our player. Yeah. So I, actually, I think that would have been pretty nice when you were there for opening day. Yeah. I imagine the buzz uh, around the team was almost a little bit similar to what it is now. It's Is it all about Jordan Walker, or is that only part of it? No, everybody was excited about Jordan Walker to see what he could bring. Everybody was excited about Contreras for opening day because, obviously, stepping in for Yachty, he had the Molina cleats on that day. You know, There was a lot of good things. But since that opening series against the Blue Jays, it has not gone well for St. Louis. You know, mm-hmm. They ran into a lot of drama and hot bats with the Braves. Like you said, they dropped the Brewers series. So this is a Cardinals team that comes in that honestly a lot of people are looking at, wait, are they already hitting October now? What's <laughs> going on? And and Ollie Marmel, you know, their manager, is under some fire uh, mm-hmm. with the Tyler O'Neill drama that happened as well as just the way they're playing right now. He He's on a little bit of a hot seat in St. Louis. I was a little surprised that Ken Rosenthal, you know, not taking shots, but just saying what he did about the situation that – Hey, you know, you don't want to sell low on a guy like Tyler O'Neill in the offseason, yeah. but if you knew you already had an outfield of O'Neill, Lars Newtbar, who's on the IL, Dylan Carlson, Alex, uh, Alec Burleson, Jordan Walker, you didn't really have much room for him anyway. You only have Miles Michaelis and uh, Steven Matz kind of locked up past you know this year. So you could have traded one of your outfielders, including oh, yeah. O'Neill, for some pitching. Oh, yeah. And you you would have had a, yourself in a much better situation than they're in right now, going with a guy like Jake Woodford, I think, uh, for a start or two. So, 
you know, they, uh, yeah, they're scrapping along right now in Milwaukee. They're, Milwaukee is just really the, the NL Central version of the Cleveland Guardians now at this point, where no matter, you know, who they run out there, it's going to be creative. Yep. They're going to figure it out. Craig Council kind of has a little bit of a magic touch, you know, uh, maybe not as much success in the postseason in general, but still, that roster is is really solid. So, uh, and this isn't the first time too with Ollie Marmol because that happened last year too with it Harrison did. Bader. It did absolutely. So you know, and, and that's what some Cardinals fans are saying is that like this is a pattern, and is it a pattern that's okay for this team? Yeah. And as you mentioned, there was a lot of talk during the off season. You know, would they get rid of an outfielder, trade for pitching? You know, and and to do it over again with Wainwright on the IL and uh, Mikolas starting off very uh, mm-hmm. poorly. You know, would the Cardinals have traded, looking back in hindsight? I still don't think so because you look at how the Cardinals are constructed usually. They love to pick up a Goldschmidt in a trade, an Arenado <laughs> in a trade, you know, kind of build that way. But all eyes are on Jordan Walker and everything he's doing. And I, I will tell you, Nolan's going to get a lot of the attention and a lot of buzz. But if you're going to the game this this week – Absolutely watch Jordan Walker because you're seeing a guy that's going to be a star in the league for years to come. Big dude. Big dude. Is he 250? 6'5", yes. 250 about? Yes. Yeah. Massive. Yeah. Currently right now at 353 batting average, 993 OPS, two homers, eight RBI. And despite being 250, does have a stolen base under his belt. Yeah. So I talked to him <laughs> in St. Louis and he said one of the things that he is counting on this year is everybody going, he's just a big guy. He can't run. Ooh. So he's so look for him. If he gets a chance to flash the speed, uh, he definitely wants to do that. He told me. All right. If, so if you're in the Lodo area and you feel the ground rumbling, just know Jordan Walker <laughs> he's on the move. is a stolen base attempt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe he's going for a ball in the gap. We'll see what it is. Yeah. He's exciting. 20 years old out of that 2020 draft. So uh, I, I know he went. I want to say maybe 20th or something, somewhere in there. But after Zach Veen, high school guy, got it done. Yeah. And, you know, so the outfield has really become, with with the Tyler O'Neill drama, with Jordan Walker's debut, uh, even, as you said, the Lars Newbar injury, which came mm-hmm. on really as a surprise, uh, dinged up his uh, thumb, I believe it was, sliding into a base opening day. You know, it's it's a different look than I think the Cardinals expected heading into the season. And certainly this is not how you draw it up overall if you're the Cardinals it is Monday so we should be doing minor league Monday except the fact that all last year every time we did minor league Monday it wasn't a Monday so I'm kind of ruining the bit by actually doing what we what we've set out to do here in the minors um I bring that up because I don't know if you saw uh, a a gentleman young man by the name of Cade McClure uh in AAA Sacramento River River Cats uh Giants affiliate tweeted out uh some words about Fernando Tatis Jr. Yes. Uh, about like, hey, the only reason this guy's here is because of PEDs. And I've heard, you know, some people come out kind of in favor of it. Like, yeah, that's true. Like, that's going to have some impact on on some of these players that are going against Tatis Jr. Others saying like, yeah, there's a reason you're in AAA, you're a quad A player and, you know, kind of taking shots like that. But uh, I bring that up. This is a Rockies podcast. The El Paso Chihuahuas, you know, who's up next on their schedule starting a six game series on Tuesday? Who would that be? That would be the Albuquerque Isotopes. Really? So I think later on in the week, Susie might have Josh Sushan on. Josh, if you're watching this, uh, clear your calendar because you need to talk about Tatis Jr. coming up here. There you go. That will be interesting. I'm sure you'll, uh, they'll talk a little bit about Nolan Jones, his yeah. sixth home run of this very early season already. I'd say he loves New Mexico right now, I'm telling you. Yeah, and, and you really do wonder. You know, We talked about 
uh, Gritchick coming back. We talked about at what point is there going to be an opening for a Nolan Jones if he keeps up on this pace? Because you can't right. not do it if he keeps this up. Yeah, and I think he's he's more deserving than uh, Tolia, who he might be at four home runs now. He had another one last night. The batting average has been really low. Strikeouts have yeah. been been uh, fairly high, uh, but Nolan Jones. Uh, been striking out about the same amount as Tolia, but Jones was he struck out almost like fifty percent. It seemed like in spring training, he's gotten that down to about like twenty nine percent, give or take. Uh, pitching has been fine for Albuquerque. Noah Noah Davis has been good. Logan Allen very good in AAA. He looked good early on in spring, mm-hmm. then seemed to lost it. Uh, was reassigned to minor league camp in AA. Case Williams uh, was great in his first start for the Yard Goats. Zach Veen was three for eleven going into Sunday. Two stolen bases. That's the number to look at for him. Yep. Also, home runs are going to be important for him. He, he talked about he wants to put the ball in the air more. We know he put on a lot of that uh, that good muscle, yeah. and and that's going to be something to keep an eye on because you know you want him to be you know somewhere between Carlos Gonzalez and Juan Pierre, and right now he might be leaning more Juan Pierre than Carlos Gonzalez, right? You know, as Buddy said the other day in our our pregame scrum, you know, if you can find a guy that hits for power and can run, yeah, that's a guy we're all looking for, and maybe that turns into Zach Veen. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, you you definitely like for that. Hunter Goodman uh, was four for ten going into the weekend. Only the yard goats, uh, that uh, first yard goat who had a home run, and then only for a while. Then I don't know if you saw on MLBPipeline.com, they ranked, and I actually thought maybe Spokane had a chance at this, but uh, one of my big predictions, bold predictions at the beginning of the year was that the yard goats would win the Eastern League. Okay. The first time that they did that. I feel pretty good about the prediction because – on uh, MLB Pipeline, they ranked the top 10 teams in minor league baseball out of, out of the 120 minor league teams. Wow. They had the Yargoats at number eight. You know, talking about Zach Veen, Drew Romo, Warming Bernabell at third base, Hunter Goodman, Joe Rock, Case Williams from yep. Castle Rock. So that's a that's a really good team. I think they've gotten off to a slow start uh, in the win-loss column, but nevertheless, you know, the Rockies minor leagues is it's starting to move along. Absolutely. You know, and, and there was so long that we talked about, oh, these guys are so far down in the system. You know, now we're starting to see them creep up. Double A, triple yep. A, absolutely. And and to see Gabriel Hughes on the in, on Spokane's mm. roster, really love to see that. For yeah, sure. drafted in 2022, last year, skips low A, yep. goes right to high A. You like guys getting challenged that way. That happened with Joe Rock uh, and from the 2021 draft class, so... They've been doing a lot more of that, promoting those guys. Gavin Hollowell from Double A, Noah Davis also from Double A. So uh, just because you know you uh, you haven't got extensive experience in Albuquerque doesn't mean you know you're not going to be called upon. A lot of teams will will call up from Double A. Absolutely. So uh, it's good that the Jordan, Rockies Jordan are... Walker being a very good example of that. As it there turns you out. go. Yeah. Oh no, Triple A. Memphis never got a chance to get to know him, huh? You know, Springfield to St. Louis. How about that? I like it. I like it. Uh, I like doing this too, but uh, we got a game we got to go get to, and uh, we're going to be having a lot of fun on the Twitter side of things, at DNVR underscore Rockies. At Patrick D. Lyons is where I can be found on Twitter. We didn't get a chance. I wanted to. I put it in my notes, yeah. the Chris Bryant article. Yeah, uh, it's it's an interesting read. If uh, Rockies fans get a chance, go to fansided.com and, and look at my uh, first pitch column this morning. I got a couple of chances to sit down with Chris Bryant. It's been inter- had some interesting thoughts on advanced yeah. statistics, and and spoiler alert, not a fan of them. Mm. So you know, yeah, it, it was it's an interesting read, and I think it's one of those that I think Rockies fans will find really interesting. Excellent, yeah, that'll be a good one. Must read that fan sided, call to the pen, 
And yes, on sir. Twitter, uh, KGH23, if you want to follow me personally, absolutely. But yeah, Call of the Pen uh, is where we'll put out a lot of stuff as well. I love all that. This has been very momentous, but Kevin, Kevin. <laughs> you know what they say. Kevin, you know what they say about Roman. Uh, you know, no, no. You know what they say <laughs> about Momentum and Baseball Podcast. It's only as good as your next show. So, of course, we will talk to you tomorrow at our new early week start time at 1 p.m. on the DNVR Sports Channel here on YouTube.